0: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 82. All links and resources you hear in this podcast can be found by going to yourkickasslife.com forward slash 82.
1: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass.
0: And here's your host the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy. Andrea Owen. Hey there ass kickers. Welcome to another episode. I am so honored that you are here. I am not going to introduce the guest today. I am going to wait until we get on together and you will you'll hear a little bit about her. This is something new that I've never done before. And I before we get started, I wanted to tell you about a brand new program that I'm rolling out that is open for registration now. It's uh, Your kickass Masterclass and it's at kickassmasterclass.com. This is essentially what I have created from uh, my training with Brene Brown and her senior faculty being a certified Daring Way consultant as well as uh, my life coach training and coaching hundreds of women privately and in groups, I have put together my signature program, which is 10 weeks long. And this is a program that is all based around stepping into and practicing courage, and vulnerability in your life. I could not be more excited about this body of work. I'm going to talk more about it at the very end of the episode. It's at Kick-Ass Masterclass. If you want to go and check it out, this this particular class has an introductory price because it's the first time I'm rolling out this particular curriculum in this manner. And if you ever wanted to work with me one-on-one, but you didn't want to put in the large time commitment that it takes as well as the financial commitment, I really encourage you to go look at this program. It's I've made it extremely affordable and I've also made it uh, have a two, two payment plan option. And we cover much of what we cover in my one-on-one private coaching that I do with women um, and the coaching I do that is all about stopping the behaviors like Perfectionism and people pleasing and isolating and learning how to manage your self talk and get to a place of self compassion. That is all about courage and vulnerability. And that's exactly what this 10 week course is about. So I'm hoping you can join me, kickassmasterclass.com. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast. And this is a first over here. I am joined by one of my clients. Uh, Everyone, I want you to meet someone so dear to me. This is Jen. I am going to use just her first name only. She is a 38-year-old mom from the Midwest and... I I wanted to bring her on and it was funny like when I asked her to come on I had this I had this bright idea and I'm like I I want to bring on one of my clients that I have taken through the daring way program and I was kind of joking with Jen a couple months ago when I asked her to do this and I'm like I the last thing I want is this to sound like some big long infomercial <laughs> It won't. <laughs> There's got to be a better way. No, it's it's not. And the reason that I wanted to do this, because it's one thing for me to have all these experts on and do all these interviews, and I think that they're great or else I wouldn't keep having them on. And, you know, to give advice and guidance and things like that. But I wanted people to see, to talk to you know, like a, a person that could be their neighbor, their coworker, their friend, their sister. I wanted people to see what's possible in this work, whether you do it with me or whether you do it with another Daring Way facilitator or whether you do it with your therapist. There's so much power in Brene Brown's research and in this method. And to be honest, it's kind of like this top secret thing it's it's a fairly new certification that she and her senior faculty have rolled out they're very particular about how we implement it in our existing practices as well as how we market it and i believe in it so much that i wanted people to know about it and how powerful it is so i brought her on and um i i I did not pay her for this (laughs) just as a disclaimer (laughs) this we have not prepared for this this is all and it's funny because jen you'll you'll hear jen's a um she's very much a high achiever she likes to get things done very well and she just informed me that she did not prepare answers for this <laughs> and i'm proud of you
1: thank you yeah this is a first for me
0: yeah okay so let's let's jump in and i my first question is What was going on in your life where you said to yourself, because I think you were sort of like already on a personal development journey, right? But like, what was going on where you said to yourself, I need to make a change and I want to work on personal development specifically with someone? Like, what were you sick and tired of?
1: Um, Well, I guess I'll start with just saying where I was. Um, So I was in a comparison trap with a really dear friend of mine, and I've repaired that relationship since but I felt like even though I was supposedly very successful in my life that I had this weird dark cloud over my head. And um, ever since I've been really young, I've read personal development books and self-help books and things like that. And um, I was cold call recruited um, from LinkedIn with another coach, like a business coach, but more like an executive level coach. And her spin was very career driven, and even though she was a very charming and interesting um woman, it just felt wrong. It felt like it was very one sided and so um two things happened: number one, I was reading Brene Brown on uh, my Kindle, and um I just loved her work, even though I found it a little overwhelming for me as an individual going mm-hmm. through it. it was a lot. So what I started, I just felt like the universe pulling me to start, you know, okay, well, maybe this coach isn't right for me, but I'm going to start looking for my own coach. And then it took a lot of courage for me to talk with you, Andrea, at first and to, you know, be really honest and open and vulnerable about my personal situation and what drove me there. But as soon as you told me, because it doesn't really say on your website, you know, Brene Brown or you know that kind of work at this point. Um, but as soon as you told me verbally that you did that, I was like, "This is you're the person. This mm-hmm. has got. This is the right program for me."
0: Yeah, well, I think that what attracts a lot of people to it, and and what attracted me to Brene's work in the first place, like first of all, she's just charming and funny, and she's she's one of us. You know, she she doesn't come off as being. Even though she is in academia, she doesn't come off as being stuffy or better than at all. She's she's definitely like – she could be – all of our, she can be our friend. And I think that there's something to be said about (laughs) a method that's based in science. And she's done 14,000 interviews, over 14,000 interviews with people. And she's a, um, she's a grounded theory researcher. And that's one of the reasons that I was so drawn to this work. And, you know, I will say that I've done the work myself and I take women on it because, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to take women through this if I hadn't done the work myself. And, uh, continue to do so every day so so back then when you when you rounded up the courage to send the email to me to have our initial consultation so what did you want more than anything what were you hoping to walk away from
1: you know i i honestly just didn't really understand i was not i didn't have a lot of clarity and i felt and this is kind of vague but um I felt like a black cloud was kind of over my head and I just didn't understand why I wasn't a hundred percent happy. I also, um, and you've mentioned this before, I felt like I was like blaming my husband. I was, you know, in this, you know, comparison trap with a friend and I didn't understand why she supposedly had everything and I didn't. Uh And so I was in this like snarled mess of, I didn't understand like why this cloud was hanging there
0: that's really common actually like I, I get that a lot I get women that are like I have all I have accumulated all of these things and all of these accomplishments like I've I've climbed the corporate ladder or I um you know have the family and the kids or I've you know done all these things and all these accomplishments but I can't figure out what's missing and there's for a lot of women it's sort of a feeling of anxiety and also a feeling of loneliness like what I also hear a lot is I feel like everybody has their shit together except me I don't know if that was you but I, I- <laughs> Hear that a lot. You
1: know, no, I was the person that everyone thought that they had their shit, that oh, okay. I had my shit together, <laughs> and I was putting up this false front. I mean, I think that I'm competent and I can get stuff done, but to what end? I think I was like alienating myself from people. Mm-hmm. I was excluding myself from other people and not really showing my true face. But it took me a long time to understand that. Um, and I had been practicing that avoidance for years. So, I mean it took me a long time to even get there but I think at that point I just understood that I was unhappy and I supposedly had checked off all the boxes and right. done all the jumping jacks and I was like what is up I'm entering my late 30s and I I'm not 100% happy right now is
0: this all there is yeah that's 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 the statement I hear from a lot of women too so when you decided when you just it's so funny cuz you mentioned that you one of the behaviors you were doing is like you were hiding out a lot. And then when you get on the phone with me and I'm like, okay, we are going to dive head first into vulnerability. So like, were you afraid?
1: Um, I was afraid at first, but one thing that's really cool and, some of your listeners probably have taken personality tests the blessing I have is I'm a super open-minded person. So I just knew I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give this a good shot. I'm going to put a lot of effort in. And as any high achiever out there will say like I gave 150%. So yeah, of course I was afraid at first, but then, you know, as I got to know you in the process, even though it was super hard, and you'll probably hear that a lot this call,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I decided to give it a shot and be open.
0: That's what we joked about before. I think it was the other day we were talking and and I was like, you can just come on and say that it's hard and that's all you have to say. (laughs) It is. (laughs) You're like, I second that emotion. So did take us through, take us through it, like in your words, because the way I might explain it might, might be completely different of how you explain it. So I'm really curious to know in your words, what did we do? Like, what did we work on? And you don't have to go in any particular order.
1: Yeah, so I think, um, and I'm going to butcher this, but um, I think, you know, it's a systematized process, right? So there is a very, it's an awesome process of these guideposts for wholehearted living. And, but before you even get there, just really undercovering like what your values are, um, what your hurdles are, what, um, and I'm still working on this today, like what what you want people to see of you like what face are you projecting in the world like what do you want people to think of you you know personally professionally you know your spouse your friends whatever and you have to unpack those layers first and then after that I felt like we got really hardcore into the meat of the steps of the wholehearted living And um, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to use the word hard throughout this call. But um, it's the exercises that um, I went through, some of them were really difficult and require commitment and require a lot of openness and vulnerability. Um, So it's going to take time to kind of think and then journal and then rethink. So I might take, I actually took like breaks and then I'd come back Mm -hmm. um, and then we might uncover something in a call. But I actually think of it as layers. Like Brene has done an awesome job through this program. And then you of course, thank you as the facilitator, kind of unpacking the layers because I didn't understand at first like what was impeding like the happiness. It took actually, it takes that three months or four months, however long we took to really unpack it, because if I would have tried to speed through that, I wouldn't have had the learning that I have right
0: now. Mm-hmm, I'm, I'm really glad that you said that, because I've, I've had a handful of people inquire about working with me and, and that are interested in this work, and when I tell them it's a 16-week process, the, the work itself can be done in 12 weeks. The work, actually, a lot of times, there's a lot of facilitators, and I, I will eventually do this, I haven't yet, but can be done in an entire weekend. I tell you what, doing it in an entire weekend, I mean, you talk about intense, but you get it done. Like it's ripping the Band-Aid off, but the way I do it is over 12 weeks and I tack on four additional weeks for people to use, I call them like wildcard sessions because stuff inevitably is gonna come up and I don't want people to show up to a session like distraught from something that we worked on, especially like when we're in the shame uh, there's like three sessions where we dig into it and, and I'm like, nope, sorry, gotta do <laughs> gotta do what's planned for today, today's lesson plan. So that's why I make it 16 weeks long and what happens is is I've, I've had a handful of people say like, I am really interested in the work but I'm not interested in that kind of time commitment. Do you have anything that's faster? And like what I say to that is, I get it, like we live in a culture where we want things now and we want it fast. We want our internet to go faster but it took you Thirty-seven years in your case to build up these habits of these, you know, the way that you were being, and it's going to take a minute to undo them and learn a new way of being. So you're right, and and you've actually stayed on with me, and we meet monthly now for kind of like maintenance and uh, I don't know if there's a better word for that, kind of like maintenance and accountability.
1: Yeah, I would say for anyone that's saying, you know, I I, I am that person, so I'm not, you know, pointing fingers at anyone, but I am so classic, that person saying, I'm too busy, I don't have time for this. And I've learned through this process that you make time for the things that are important to you. And um, I know that's easy to say coming from my seat, but believe me, everyone that listens on this call, um, I'm a really busy person just like you. Um, so I think that you have to make the time for it. Um, it is going to be something um, that you're going to invest in yourself. Um, and I think it's absolutely so worth it. The other thing that um, I will comment on because it's something that I struggle with, which we may or may not talk about later, which is scarcity.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: one of the big excuses that I have in my head for ever joining these programs before, or at least why I didn't is because, oh, it's too much money. It's this, it's that. And It is a commitment. It is a commitment time and financially. Um, But I will tell you that um, just coming from my husband's perspective, um, I told Andrea, I was like, I was telling you, I was like, my husband's like, no, you can't quit now. Um, Because it's made (laughs) such a big difference in me and my happiness and how I show up for my family. That if anyone is thinking, oh, it's it's the cost. Yeah, I mean, it is a financial commitment, but I'm going to tell you just going through it, it's it's so worth it. Mm
0: -hmm. It is. And and sometimes like I, I am like, I have got to just do this for free for everybody and their mother. And I would be doing, you know, like 80 hours a week on the phone with women. And it's it's one of those things, though, I only take a very few women at a time because you get all of me. And it definitely – like again, if you guys go to the Daring Way website, like you can find probably a, a certified facilitator in your area that holds workshops and the time and financial commitment is less. It's You, you, you need to do whatever works for you. And um, so my next question, switching gears, is what – if you can think of – you don't have to think of just one, but like what was your biggest aha moment? I
1: think my biggest aha moment is that I was raised in a very traditional family structure where I thought that my family and I love them, but I thought my family was my tribe. And I learned through this process, painful as it may be, that they're not my sole tribe. Um, they, I, I um, I will also reference, there's an awesome article, um, or a post in Facebook by Brené Brown that was part of that humongous aha, which is about tribal shame.
0: That was actually Elizabeth Gilbert.
1: Um, Elizabeth Gilbert. Yep, yeah. I can put
0: that in the show notes.
1: And, um, between, I, I think it almost coincided with our conversation, Andrea, on, um, you know, what's your soul tribe? Who's your group? Who are your people that are going to really listen to you without judgment or criticism? And I learned through this process that I needed to find that tribe. And it was, I, like I said, I isolated myself, so I didn't have a lot of those people. But what's amazing um, and just so cool is that in the last year, I have found like one or two people that are completely new and just by being open and being really me and not that perfect false face I found new tribe members and didn't even think I ever would. So I think that's kind of was the biggest takeaway for me.
0: Mm, I love that. I didn't know that. I mean, I knew that that was something that was important to you, but um, I didn't know that that was like one of your biggest ah ahas. I'm really glad to hear that.
1: Yeah, it definitely, it it definitely hit home for me.
0: So what's, cause it's, and it's not like we do this work and then suddenly everything is better in our lives. Cause like shit still happens. We get in arguments with our our partners, stuff still is hard at work, parenting is difficult, you know, like all life still goes on. So what is different now about how you handle things when things when life gets hard? Um, I think one thing that
1: um, I'm a little unique in that I just love this work. So I've become a student of this work. Um, And so I have it as kind of a side hobby now which you know that I'm doing a lot of reading and, like, my own research and things like that because I just find it fascinating because it's so changed my life that I'm, like, I'm, like, pontificating with other people, like, hey, 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 you got to do this. Like, I'm,
0: <laughs> people at the I bus stop, the guy at the yeah, bodega. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Brene Brown, hello, hello. You need to talk to Brene Brown. Um, anyway, so that's part of it. But to answer your question, when life gets hard, you know, I'm like all of you, you know, I have a child that, you know, will throw a tantrum and go on the ground, you know, to, you know, to the ground and target because she doesn't get a toy. And I feel like I'm going to fall on the floor because of shame. Um, I think when life gets hard and I know like I'm facing shame, for example, now I recognize it and Mm -hmm. I start processing and asking questions immediately about what story I'm making up about that. Rather than and and sometimes, you know, I absolutely like fall off the horse and get really emotional. And I'm like, oh, my God, like I am out of control here emotionally. But I can course correct a little bit better now. And I also know that I'm going to reach out to my people and my friends and sometimes they're not available. And I had to learn that and be disappointed that sometimes people are not available for Mm -hmm. me at any time, uh, day or night. But um, I know the steps now when I'm facing something really hard. Um, and how to work through that rather than like fighting against it I guess.
0: Yes fist pump over here. like I never thought of it that way but much of this work is learning how to course correct like you know, I love how you named it that because that's true like that's what a lot of this work is is learning shame resilience and I'll just I'll just tell you guys what it what it is like what the steps are and it's much more than me just, naming them and, and you can going running off and doing it. But for you to know what they are, it's, it's first of all, knowing when you're in it. And that's when, um, there's, I'm getting some kind of feedback, Jen. I don't know if it's, it's it oh, I
1: Oh, well, hold on one second. Okay. I'm stepping away from my phone. I don't know where it's coming from.
0: That's hold all right. Up. It's better. Is it better? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first step is to, and you mentioned it a couple of minutes ago about knowing what your triggers are. I, I, I forget how you worded it, but you, you worded it really well. But it's 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 figuring out how desperately like we want to be perceived by the world in different areas of our life because that's what really makes us behave in certain ways. Like that's, that's why a lot of times we fall or are vulnerable to or fall into feelings of shame because we are not being perceived how we Want to be, and so then, like when that happens, because it happens, it happens to me still all the time. So what usually happens to people when you know, like when our kid throws a tantrum at Target, or when somebody makes a rude comment to us, and at a meeting at work, or when our partner like pokes fun at a, a, a about something that really does hurt our feelings and makes us feel just you know less than. What tends to happen is that we go and fall into these behaviors that don't feel good, but we don't know any other way. So we you know, fall further into perfectionism. We start people-pleasing to make people like us. We start isolating because we don't want to tell our story and don't want to even face anyone because it's hard. We start numbing out because we don't want to feel the feelings involved that's what we're used to doing that's what all of us do to some varying degree myself included so what this method teaches people is to know what your triggers are so you know when you're in it quickly like you just said cuz a lot of times we just don't even realize that we're in it and then you speak shame and by speak shame that's what you were talking about is finding your tribe and that's that's another part of the work that we do is healing relationships that need healing or finding new ones and your tribe matters so much and i know so many women that are our age that have gotten to a place where they don't have those people and it's it's a very real thing and it's it's very common and so that's part of the work that we do is is just working through that and it's again it's about knowing what your triggers are knowing when you're in it like knowing what your physiological response is because vulnerability and shame are full contact emotions that's what brene says like several times and And then it's about speaking shame and about self-compassion. That's a lot of what this work is, is speaking to yourself kindly like you would someone that you care about. So that actually brings me to my next question is how do you speak to yourself now versus how you used to speak to yourself before we started this work?
1: Um, I would say that my self-talk now, I'm just, I I don't know. I'm a little, I'm just overall more compassionate with myself. Um, I think Um, I have a really healthy ego drive, super type A. And so I have to be really careful because I can set that inner critic for me, my personal inner critic can set the bar so high Mm -hmm. that I will take on things just to take them on. Um, and so, you know, solve the world's problems and, you know, put, you know, you know, (laughs) do your scrapbook. Yeah. Like do your scrapbook for you and, you know, like babysit your kid on the side while like doing my laundry and like all types of stuff. So anyway, um, I'm just a lot more compassionate with myself. So if I see myself spinning and my inner critic, um, is just going out of control and I'm getting really emotional and full of shame, I just kind of take a breath. I'm trying um, it's, it's definitely a practice and it is hard for me, but I'm just trying to take a deep breath and just be very compassionate with myself.
0: And that's, um, would you say that that is like a, like a one day at a time practice? Oh, for me, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, it
1: is just every day for me is kind of, it's just challenging because, mm-hmm. um, like many of your listeners i um i I've, I've been so blessed and that i have had so many awesome things happen but i start to have the sense of control like where i dominate my own universe and um i can make things happen with just by sheer will and just by grit and effort that i need to realize sometimes that number 1 maybe i don't need to take that project on it, and maybe 2 i just need to take a breath and just kind of ask myself some questions and just kind of listen rather than Run to solution
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get curious well you you pointed at something that is and and in the program we what we do is and when I say behaviors in the program we call that pieces of armor and it's like the things and behaviors that we employ because to be vulnerable is hard and it's difficult and it's risky and emotional so we do things like, you know, perfect and prove and please and numb out and hide. And one of those things that it's really common for – it was common – it was it happened to you and for many of my listeners and clients is that of control. And control is my biggest piece of armor. If I can control this situation, like I want a desire – I want my outcome to happen. And I want an itinerary. <laughs> Time-stamped. <Yeah. laughs> I don't want – I don't like this like surrendering thing. And so I know personally in this work, that is like my one day at a time thing. Like I can micromanage like the best of them. And I think that – you know. and and one of – I hope you don't mind me sharing this. Like one of the assignments I've given you is that of like don't take on any more projects. Like I want you to sit in the vulnerability of just being with your life. And that's uh, yeah. a challenge for a lot of people,
1: <laughs> yeah, um it is a challenge for me because um what i've learned is that I can use busyness as a shield um I can almost like shut my emotions off and just become robotic, and I think so many people can because you know they're moms and they 've got careers or they 've got businesses and they 've got spouses, significant others, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, you're checking off the boxes and saying, like, I'm doing it. I'm following all the rules. I'm, I'm, you know, being successful. But, like, you don't take a moment to check in with yourself. And so, yeah, that was a hard challenge for me, but a good one. And um, so I'm really trying to kind of keep on keeping on with that this year as much as I can.
0: Yeah, and that's actually one of the guideposts is um – and if, if, for those of you that don't know, The Gifts of Imperfection was Brene's second book. And in it, she she in her research, she found what she calls the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living, and basically where she asks you to let go of one behavior and cultivate another. And one of them is she asks people to let go of exhaustion, productivity as self-worth and cultivate rest and play. And also, to let go of anxiety as a lifestyle and cultivate calm and what is it calm and stillness. Mm-hmm. And like, people look at me like I like I have two heads, like when i when I say that. <laughs> Like, yeah. Like when you gave still. me a
1: creative project and I was like pasting stuff on a poster board. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you got to be open minded for that. That exercise. Drawing, drawing what shame looks like with a ballpoint pen.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what you want me to do.
0: <laughs> uh, and it's it it is these things. And like, I just I I've, I've probably said this. In the last 45 minutes, but this work is not like a check it off the box thing. And I, have had more than one client come to me and say, like, "Is this gonna fix me? Like, are we gonna get through this? And then I'm gonna be better." And I'm just like, "Hold up, sister. Um, First of all, you're not broken. Second of all, this is a method and a way of living. This is stuff that, like, I still practice every day. I go back to my old notes. I have to call myself out on my stuff. And I'm assuming it's the same for you as well."
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I have to look back at some of our former session notes. And, uh, one of the reasons you can't get rid of me is because, um, I need someone I've learned. I need someone to keep me accountable. Um, because I am so, it's so tempting to fall back. I mean, I've 37 years of being in one pattern. It's not going to be, you know, three or four months for me to, um, permanently change that pattern. So that's where the hard part comes in is that, I guess once your eyes are opened, you can't look back, but it's so easy to fall back in old patterns. So I need someone to hold me accountable.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I have one more question for you before we uh, wrap it up. What was your biggest surprise about this work? Um, Don't say that it was so hard.
1: Honestly, Yeah, it's so hard. (laughs) Um, You know what? I honestly didn't understand how much I was going to end up loving this. Um, I really thought like everybody else probably listening that I was like, okay, fix me three months or four months. it's all I got to give, you know, I'm going to put 150% in, I'm going to do everything you tell me to do. And I'm just going to move on with my life. I didn't anticipate that I was going to absolutely just love the aha moments and, to this day, kind of the eye opening experiences that I've had. And I will honestly say that it has changed my life um, in such a positive way. So I would say that that is what I'm surprised by.
0: Well, that's a great surprise. I'm, I'm just honored to have this conversation with you. And I'm, I'm hopefully it kind of, um, you know, has people interested, at least if nothing else, in Brene's books, uh, to start their journey on, learning what courage looks like and that's what this is all about this is about courage and vulnerability and and you know i'm also going to put in the show notes a particular post that i wrote because some women when they hear the word shame they're like i don't i kind of know what that is but i don't think i have any or you know like i know what that is and i don't ever want to talk about it but I think the more we say it, the more we talk about it, the more we can heal. So I'm going to – there's going to be a post in the show notes and the show notes are at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 82 and where I talk about what shame – basically like no, a lot of us aren't walking around feeling shame all the time but if we're not claiming it, then we're running from it. So a lot of our behaviors and decisions and thoughts and self-talk that we have is us – trying to get away from shame and for some of us it's running our life and we don't even know it so that's the conversation I like to have with women and that was part of my reason for wanting to do this is is talking about stuff that matters and I know that to work with me one-on-one in this work is uh, it's a it's a huge time commitment it is a financial commitment and our the relationship I have with my one-on-one clients is is very intimate and if you are not ready for that I completely understand. But if you want something much more affordable, there is a uh, starting on, I believe we start on February 2nd. Maybe it's the, no, I'm sorry. It's February 4th and registration is open now for your kick-ass masterclass, which is 10 weeks of courage work where we work on the way that you speak to yourself, we learn how to practice self-compassion, we look at all the behaviors that you engage in that I mentioned like perfectionism, people pleasing, hiding out, numbing out, all the things that are not helping you step into a place of courage and when you step into a place of courage you feel worthy and enough. We'll look at your values, like Jen mentioned, like not just naming them, that's the easy part, but looking at what it looks like to live and honor your values on a day-to-day basis instead of engaging in those other behaviors that I mentioned. Because when you're doing that, when you're engaging in perfectionism and people-pleasing and hiding out and control... and you're not in alignment with the woman that you truly in your heart want to be. You'll learn what your specific triggers are in every area of your life, like we just talked about, so that you're well equipped to know what to do, to be courageous, to show up and make you proud of yourself instead of the same old default behaviors, the negative self-talk and, and all of that stuff. And the, the thing that, like, just to be really transparent about this, the thing that's missing from this group program that we don't, that we do do in one-on-one is I don't dig deep into your family of origin stuff because that is something that I need to be in a one-on-one relationship to be able to hold the space and facilitate that. So if you think that you need that, then one-on-one might be better for you. But if you do, if you want to work on all that other stuff, then we're doing it for 10 weeks, uh, your kick-ass masterclass. It's at kickassmasterclass.com. And, um, there's a two two payment plan as well for that. If you need to break up the payments into two payments, it's an introductory price because this is the first time I am running this for the masses in this modality. So um, I will run it again next year if you're just not ready. But keep in mind, I cannot guarantee that this price will be the same, this lower introductory price. So that's all we have for today. Is there anything else that you wanted to say to feel complete, Jen?
1: No, I just want to thank you for you know having me on, and to wish everyone the best in uh, their journey. I think that, I guess I, I would tell you it's it's worth it, and uh, it's difficult. It's a process, but definitely definitely do it because it's uh, it's so worth it.
0: It is, and I can say that from experience and going through it myself as well. And it, it, the way I like to describe it when I did it, it flipped me upside down and shook all the change that was deep in my pockets out and onto the floor, so I could pick it back up and <laughs> and heal from that. Um, and it just, I, again, if if my group program isn't for you or the one-on-one work isn't for you, I highly encourage you to go pick up Brene Brown's books, which will be in the show notes as well, or maybe find a Daring Way facilitator that's near you to go and do the work um, in a workshop in person. So um, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for being here, Ask Kickers. I appreciate all of you so very much. And until next time, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.